Welcome to the Bible in Fewer Words. We are Carol and Steve Wells, and we'd like to introduce the podcast to you. Steve, how did we get here? It's, uh, it's taken a while. It really started, what, more than 30 years ago. Can we remember that far back? Yeah, well, back then I, I, uh, I read the Bible. <gasps> really? Yeah, I read the Bible for the first time. I had never read the Bible. Most people, I think, would say that too. Yeah, I tried. I wanted to read it and started, but I just couldn't make it. I got stuck in Leviticus. That is a tough one. Yeah, it is. But this time I made it. And as I was going, I was just pretty shocked by what I read. And I decided, well, I will just highlight the things that, that interest me. Or that were troubling. Yeah, and classify into different categories. And before I got very far into it, I decided it would be a good idea to try to do this in a book form. Oh, so to make what you were discovering available for others. Yeah, I wanted to present a Bible intended for someone who was just interested in the Bible. They didn't have any particular, they didn't know what to make of it. And so I had different categories like absurdity, things that contradicted science, things that were good, things that would be interesting to women. Interesting is an interesting word. <laughs> yeah. You mean bad stuff that they say about women and how they should be treated. A lot of it was misogyny, but, but anything that was really relevant to women or, or to family values, mm-hmm. uh, I included. Uh, things that I thought were cruel um, and things that I thought were good. And so I had about, ended up with about a dozen categories and started highlighting the Bible. And then I thought, well, I should publish a book that highlights all the things that would be of interest to someone who is trying to evaluate the Bible for the first time, really, just to make sense of it without going at it from a belief or unbelief standpoint, just what's in it. I think it was intended for anyone who had never had the time to read the Bible and wanted to see what was in it. So I was trying to point out all the things that they would be interested in. Okay. And has that project evolved? What does that project look like now? Well, I went through and created, this was before the internet. Okay. So it was back in the, in the 90s. I got it all ready to go for publication, but I couldn't find a publisher. Hmm. Too expensive. Too expensive. I was using colors and, and things, and it, it, I just couldn't find anyone that was interested. And then there was a question, oh, why why would you do it? You're not a Bible scholar, and I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm no. just a regular person who's read the Bible and was kind of interested in what he found and trying to make that information available to others to help them understand the Bible. Mm-hmm. So then what happened? Well, then the Internet came along, and I, and I knew it would work there. Yeah. So I created a website called The Skeptic's Annotated Bible in 1999. Uh, were you a webmaster at the time? I knew nothing about it. <laughs> I don't know too much about it now. <laughs> so how did you do this? Well, I just started creating some HTML, some very simple HTML files, and just kept adding to it. So I got the text of the Bible. Uh-huh. I got some notes on the side and presented it on the, on the web. Okay. As the Skeptics Edited Bible. And about how many um, HTML pages? Probably 10 or 20,000 pages. 
web pages to maintain. Sounds clunky. It is. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very clunky at first, and it evolved over time. And eventually I got to a format that I think worked fairly well. Uh-huh. But it took a long time. And really, it was just this last effort that I've gone through. The last time I revised, thoroughly revised the website, I decided that rather than just highlighting the verses that were interesting, mm -hmm. I would try to summarize what the Bible is actually saying. So a person just kind of reading and saying, well, this is what that's saying. Yeah, so I, took, I used the King James Version of the Bible for the basic text, which is mm -hmm. a little hard to read. Very hard to but read. But there's no copyright restrictions on it, so that's what I went with. And a lot of people still use the King James Version today. So I went with that. Uh, but the side notes put it in modern English, and it also puts it in, in uh, fewer words. Okay. So I tried to summarize what was going on in the Bible on every, in every chapter of the Bible so that the visitor to the website mm -hmm. could very quickly get an idea of what was going on with the, uh, with the Bible. And so we, I went through that, and that's where the idea from this came from, and the idea didn't come from me. So the idea for a condensed or summarized version of... Yeah, Either. At, at first it was as summarized. We were thinking, well, why not just take the side notes, which condense or summarize what's going on in the Bible in modern English and something people could understand. Why don't we just take that and publish it in book form? But that was not my idea. I thought that. That was your idea. You were my editor. You were going through and editing it, and you had the idea. Yeah. Because that's mostly what I was reading at the side notes. And it would tell me what the story was about. And I thought, oh, well, this is what people should be doing. Right. And then we would start discussing it because you'd say, well, what? Is, I, don't, I don't quite get this. Maybe I wasn't explained uh, well enough. And so we kind of worked. It was very helpful for me to, to figure out whether or not I was making it clear enough while you were editing it. And so we would get discussing it. And then... We'll, when we got discussing it, we realized, well, you know, this would be a fun thing to do as a podcast. Mm -hmm. I remember actually recording you on my phone when we were just talking about it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time we ever even considered it. I guess you must have had it in mind when you when you did that. I did. Yeah, isn't that illegal in Idaho? <laughs> that I'm Taping recording? somebody without their knowledge? I think only one person has to know that the tape is be, that's being recorded. And, and you knew? I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, so, so that's what we have here. That's where the Bible in fewer words came from. And that's what we're presenting to you. Right. And we enjoy doing it. Yes. One thing the Bible is definitely not. When you condense it down into, into its basic story, it's not boring. No. It's very interesting, I think. And because you've... You've removed the boring parts. So That's you're right. Not, you're not talking about those. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of boring things in the Bible, but we're not going to be covering them. Uh-huh. Uh, for instance, in First Chronicles, where the first nine chapters is just genealogy. Just so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so for nine whole chapters. We'll cover it, but we're certainly not going to be reading them. No. And there's also a lot of stories that are repeated in various places in the Bible the Bible is very verbose. The Bible uses a hundred words 
sometimes when 10 would do. In fact, sometimes it uses 100 words when no words are necessary at all. (laughs) (laughs) So we're bringing you this service. Yeah, so I think on the whole, we'll probably reduce it by about a quarter of the words. But it'll be the Bible. We're going to include the the whole Bible and nothing but the Bible. But it'll be in fewer words. Mm-hmm. Steve, let's get started. Hello. This is the Bible in fewer words. We are Carol and Steve Wells. This is episode one. Genesis chapters one through three. Hi, Steve. Hi, Carol. This is in the beginning. It is. That's how it starts. In the beginning. This big book starts with three little words that a lot of people recognize. Mm -hmm. But they don't go much further than that. (laughs) That's right. Well, we're going to try. Okay. Great. You want to start? Okay. This is verse 1, chapter 1. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. This is the order in which he created things. Day one, light, day, and night. Do you think that's possible? Well, I don't know how he would create day and night before there was a sun. Good point. So we need to have an earth. There was an earth, though, because he created heaven and earth kind of in the beginning, even before day one. But we don't have a sun yet, and so we need the earth to turn. And anyway, somehow he did. He created light without the sun or the stars yet, mm-hmm. and day and night. It's a good start. So I think to answer your question, no, I don't think it's possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happened, according to the Bible. Day two, the firmament, heaven, to separate the above waters from the below waters. I always had a hard time visualizing this. I think it's easiest to think of, uh, you have a flat earth, which is what the biblical author was thinking. Had a flat earth, and on top of it, you have an upside down bowl that's clear, so you can see through it. And then you have little stars embedded in the bowl. In the glass of the bowl. Uh Uh-huh. So they're not moving. No, so you can see them from earth. They're not moving, but God will take care of that by having angels turn the firmament so that they'll move the way they do in the sky. That seems like a big job. It is, but, you know, that's what the angels are for. Okay. Day three, dry land and seas and plants. Yeah, so we got land and seas. That's, That's nice. And then we have plants. But we do have a problem here because just like with the daytime, it's hard to have day without the sun. It's hard to have plants without a sun because they need the sun for nourishment photosynthesis. Mm-hmm. But we have plants here on day three before the sun. And how long are we thinking these days were? Like how long oh. do the plants here have to survive without sun before the sun shows up? Very good question because many Christians think it's not just days, that these are actually eras of unknown or maybe sometimes they specify as a thousand years or a million years or a long time. But if that's the case, and God created plants on day three, they had to survive for however long a day is, whether it's one day or a million years, without the sun. But on day four, the sun, the moon, and the stars are created. 
Phew. So that's a busy day. Yes, it is. And there are about 100 billion galaxies with 100 billion or so stars in each galaxy. You sound like Carl Sagan there. Yeah, billions and billions. So big day. Yeah. Day five, birds and sea creatures. You didn't have to work as hard on day five as you no, did. No, but there's a lot of birds and sea creatures. That's very nice. And day six, cattle, beasts, creeping things, and humans. Oh, is he keeping us for last? Yeah, he did. He kept us for very last, the last thing on the last working day. Oh, because now we're going to have a weekend. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, only gets, he only has a one-day weekend. But we're day six, and we got the cattle. And I think when, it, when the King James Version says cattle, I think it means farm animals. So not just cows. Yeah, domesticated animals. And then beasts, I think, are the, are the wild wildlife, wild bears animals. Bears and wolves and tigers. Mm, lions oh and my. tigers and bears, mm -hmm. yeah. And then the creeping things. There aren't very many of those. <laughs> Yeah, that would be the 300,000 species of beetles and, and probably even more wasps. That's why he had to rest on the seventh day. Yeah. <laughs> the humans, male and female, were created to look like God. Yeah, it says in God's image, but I figure that means to look like God. I think, I think that's fair. It's interesting here that the humans, male and female, were made to look like God. So God... What does God look like? Male and female. Yeah. wonder what his pronoun is. <laughs> <laughs> God gave humans dominion over every living thing. So they're the bosses of all yeah. the cattle mm -hmm. and beasts. And everything kind of belongs to them, or at least they're in charge of everything on earth, all the living things. And gave humans and animals plants to eat. So everybody was a vegetarian. Apparently so. Everybody. Yeah, even cats and, and spiders, they were vegetarian. Okay. Yeah. That's the first chapter of Genesis. Chapter 2. On the seventh day, God rested. Well, he has worked hard yes. over those thousands, millions of years. Or the first, six or days. Or six days, yeah. yes. He blessed the seventh day and made it holy because he rested on the seventh day. So the day is holy because he rested. Uh-huh. I think that's a, as good an explanation for why it's holy as we're going to get. God rested, so it's holy. All right. And that's the end of the first creation account in the Bible. How many creation accounts are there? Depends on how you count it. There's at least two, and we're going to do a second one right now. Okay. Chapter 2, verse 5. In the beginning, plants didn't exist because God hadn't made it rain and there wasn't a man to till the ground. Okay, so verse 7. God formed a man from the dust and breathed life into his nostrils. He planted a garden in Eden and put the man in it. God made all the trees that are nice to look at and good to eat among these were the tree of life in the center of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Two trees. Two trees, a bunch of trees, other trees too, that mm -hmm. are nice to look at and have good eating fruit. And then there's these two special trees. God put the man in the garden to dress and to keep it. He said to the man, You may eat from every tree in the garden except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
the day you eat from that tree, you will die. Um, so had God already introduced himself to the man? Hi, man. <laughs> if you eat from that tree, I'll kill you. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know, but he, he does talk to himself. God does? Yeah, in the next verse it says, God said to himself, It's not good for man to be alone. I'll make a helper for him. A helper? Uh -huh. <laughs> kind of a slave helper? Yeah, the Bible says helpmeet, which mm -hmm. it could mean helper, could mean companion, could mean spouse. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what God had in mind, but we can kind of get a little bit of a clue from the next verse. From the ground, God made all the animals and brought them to Adam to see what he'd named them. Adam named them, but none of them appealed to him as a helper. So was God expecting that like a dog might be his best friend? Yeah, or a beetle, maybe. Or He made oh. so many of them. <laughs> a beetle, yes. Yeah, yeah or a tapeworm. It's, it's hard to say, but he, he made millions of species, apparently, here. Mm -hmm. And the reason he made them was to find a helper, companion, or spouse for Adam. But he gave them all names, but none of them appealed to him for that purpose. No. <laughs> so God made a woman from one of Adam's ribs. Adam named her woman since she was made from a man. Adam and the woman were both naked, but they weren't ashamed. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like reasonable. They should have stayed that way. Yes. Yeah? Um, so for a long time, I believe that Men had one less rib than women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not true. Not true. Okay. No. <laughs> so chapter three. Of all the beasts that God made, the serpent was the most clever. He said to the woman, Did God say you shouldn't eat from every tree in the garden? The woman answered, We may eat the fruit of all the trees in the garden, except for the tree in the middle of the garden. God said, Don't eat from it. Or touch it, or you will die. The serpent said, You won't die. God knows that when you eat from that tree, you will be like gods, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, was nice looking, and would make her wise, she picked and ate its fruit. She gave some to her husband, and he ate it too. After eating the fruit, they knew they were naked, so they sewed some fig leaves together for aprons. Later, in the cool of the day, they heard the voice of God, who was walking in the garden. So God's walking and talking to himself? I guess so. <laughs> so they hid in the trees. God said, where are you? Adam answered, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. If I were him, I'd be afraid because he's talking to himself. Yes. <laughs> God, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here. So God, you know, talks to himself and can't see them. Yeah. Doesn't know where they are, I guess. So God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree I told you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you gave me, she gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Okay, what a cop-out that Adam. 
So God said to the woman, What have you done? The woman said, The serpent fooled me, and I ate. So she's, you know, honest and is willing to... But kind of blaming it on the serpent. Yes, she is, actually. <laughs> Everybody's blaming somebody else. God said to the serpent, You are cursed more than all animals. From now on, you'll have to crawl on your belly and eat dust. You and the woman will be enemies, as will your seed and hers. Her seed will bruise your head, and you will bruise her seed's heel. Okay, I'm going to need a minute or so to figure that out. Yeah, that's a tough one. There's a, there's a bunch of things that are kind of strange here. First of all, the serpent. It's, it's always just called a serpent. It's not called a snake. Mm -hmm. But apparently, whatever it was, it used to, I guess, walk on all fours, because now it's going to have to go on its belly. So it must have been... A four, or four else maybe it was a snake that used to hop around on its tail like a pogo stick or something. <laughs> Could be. But anyway, we got that problem with the serpent. And then we got this thing about they're going to be enemies. Um, the serpent's going to bruise her seed's heel. Yes. And her seed's going to bruise his head. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's All on right. first? <laughs> then he said to the woman, I will multiply your sorrow and make you suffer in childbirth. You will desire your husband, and he will rule over you. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, suffering childbirth, you know, it's a pretty big job delivering babies, probably. Yeah, you. that's a lot. And so the pains of childbirth mm -hmm. are a punishment because of what... Because she ate she the apple. Ate from, well, not we don't know about apple. Oh, but she right. ate from the fruit of the tree of... The knowledge of the good knowledge and evil. The knowledge of good and evil. But there it was such a tree. I would eat from that tree. I want to know what's... The difference between good and evil and why would that be a bad thing to know the difference between good and evil don't have the tree if you don't want people to know yeah why why don't you want people to know it's it's messed up in yes, many different is. ways and then to adam he said because you listened to your wife <laughs> and ate from the tree i will curse the ground and make thorns and thistles grow and force you to eat it all your life so because he listened to his wife. So I guess for a man to listen to his wife, that's a bad thing. It sounds it like really it. really gets God angry. Anyway, that's, that's God's going to punish him. From now on, I guess he's going to have to eat thorns and thistles. And that's all that the ground's going to produce. It's not going to produce good crops or mm -hmm. anything. Have you had your thistles today? <laughs> yeah, that didn't come true, did it? No. Yeah. We'll leave it for somebody else to make some sense out of. Okay. Adam named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all the living. God made skin coats for Adam and Eve. So the first clothes on earth, apparently, was made by God. And then God said, The man has become like us, knowing good from evil. We must not let him eat from the tree of life or he will live forever. There it is. That's why they can't eat from that tree. But oh, why did he sure. put that tree there? I don't know. And it's also interesting that he's when he's talking to himself, he's talking to several of himself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> us, us. Yeah, the man has become like us. And remember before, God was both male and female, or uh -huh. seemed to be. Uh -huh. So maybe there's some, maybe there's some men and women or whatever, male and females. And they're anyway, reproducing, maybe. There's a, there's a community of gods, apparently, and he's talking to the group up there. Say, hey, he's become like us. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Watch out. Yeah. 
be. The reason he's like them is because he has eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So he knows stuff yeah. about what's good and bad. And so he's going to find that other tree and he's going to eat that and he's going to live forever. We got to do something. So that's what God was saying to themselves. So God expelled Adam from the Garden of Eden and installed cherubim with flaming swords to guard access to the tree of life. Oh, so it's not by the gates. It's, it's by the tree of life. Wherever that entrance is, God put cherubim there with some flaming swords to keep them from ever coming back and eating from that tree and living forever, the tree of life. Although God said that they would die if they ate, the day that they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Ah, he They did. ate for that tree. And we'll see later that they, they live quite a long time. Yes, afterwards. they do. So God is also uh, fibbing. Untrue. Yeah, the, actually the serpent was the, was the truthful one here. And notice that the second creation story, we didn't get into that, but it's, it's important to, to realize that the story is completely different than the first creation story. And of course, that's because they were written by different people at different times and later put together into one, kind of clumsily put together into one book. Yeah. Needed a better editor, maybe. For sure. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks for talking this through with me. Sure. It's been fun. Yes. And thanks, listeners, for listening to the first chapter of Genesis. And we'll see first you next First three time. chapters of Genesis. First three chapters. Have a good day. Bye-bye.